Welcome to the Community of Hope Church podcast. Our church exists to interest disinterested people in Jesus Christ and then grow together into fully devoted followers of Him. So wherever you are, we hope you find this message helpful, practical, and applicable to your life. God bless. So um, if you haven't yet, go ahead and grab your sermon notes out of your Connect folder that you're handed on your way in. It's really great to take notes and to learn as we go along. Uh, we started a new series last week that we call Scatter, and uh, we're really excited about this. And there's some usual rhythms that we have going on in our church across the year. Um, in November and December, like you've heard me already say, we take time to highlight some of our mission partners um, because of what we do towards the end of the year. November and December is also the time of year where we want to remind everybody uh, to uh, finish the year out strong with your giving and to finish, help us finish that and give towards our general budget. Did you know that most churches and nonprofit organizations receive 30% of their budget in the last two months of the year? Did you know that? Pretty crazy. Um, so please finish the year out strong with giving. We're doing okay so far. There's a little bit of room for growth, but make sure that you continue to do that and support the mission here. That'd be great. Um, it's also how we do, like I said, the end of year missions offering, uh, which is really important. Now, we don't do that until the services at Christmas Eve. If you're new to our church, there's lots of new people always here. We're a growing church. Uh, we take an offering during our Christmas Eve services that 100% of that offering goes towards uh, missions in our church, which is anything out outside of these walls, locally, regionally, and internationally. And so it's an important thing. Um, and here's why we're talking to you about it now, like on November 10th, when that's not till Christmas Eve, which is, by the way, less than 50 days away. I hate to break it to you. Um, the reason we're telling you now is because people for years said, I would love to give to this special missions offering above and beyond my normal giving. I, I would love to do that, but you got to tell me before Black Friday. This is me telling you before Black Friday, okay? Um, so it's a special offering that's above and beyond our normal giving that goes towards God's purposes in the world, like uh, helping reach people for Jesus in Germany. It's really, really cool. So make sure um, that you do that. Now, if you're new with us or a guest here this morning, this series is a perfect series for you to come to our church because you're really gonna get to know more of the heartbeat of Community of Hope, of what we are all about. We preach all sorts of different types of messages and series. Sometimes we, we just finished a whole series going through one book of the Bible. Often we do about a topic or a theme or a character or kind of like some life issues, the topics that we try to discuss. This one is really about the mission of our church and why does this church even exist? So you're going to get to lift the hood and kick the tires on Community of Hope throughout this series. We're calling it Scatter because we're basing it upon Jesus' parable that he taught of the, uh, the parable of the sower of the seed. And what in this parable we talked about last week was that Jesus told a parable of a farmer who instead of like how we do farming now, probably how they did it then, where they were very meticulous and careful and measured and scientific with seeds, this farmer was just flinging this stuff. The, the scripture says he was scattering it. He was scattering his seed and throwing it absolutely everywhere. And Jesus, in part, taught about the four different types of soil that lands on to tell us about how human hearts and how we respond uh, and how we respond to the message of Jesus, but more importantly, uh, about how it is that God does his work in the world. That God is like a farmer who's scattering seed. And really what Jesus is talking about there 
is that how it is that God goes about doing his work, how it is that God goes about reaching people with the message of hope that's found in Jesus, that God is reconciling the world to himself, that God has fresh starts for people, that God has hope for people, God is a future for people, God is a plan for people's life. You can be forgiven, you can be healed, you can be set free, you can find purpose for life, and life doesn't end at death. It's the greatest thing ever. And so instead of God being measured and meticulous with that, he just scatters it everywhere and hopes that anybody and everybody will respond to the message, to the seeds. So we're calling it Scatter. Now our theme verse for the series comes from Luke chapter 10, verse 2. There's all sorts of agricultural metaphors in a lot of the passages we're going to be reading across this series. But this is our theme verse. We're going to look at it every single week. And so we're going to read it out loud all together as one. Luke 10, 2, ready, go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. The harvest field is the people who are ready to respond to the message of hope of Jesus. The world, oh my gosh, the harvest is great, but there aren't enough workers. And so if Jesus teaches us to pray and ask God the Father to send more workers into the harvest field, to send more people into the world and outside the walls of the church to go reach people with this message. This is what it's all about. So some of us, what we're doing, if you want a little practical thing to do outside of this message, because uh, newsflash, my goal here this morning and every Sunday morning isn't to get you to agree with me. My goal is to get you to do something. Okay, great. So here's what, something I would like you to do and think about. No, nope, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. There we go. Is a, we, several of us uh, on our team and many of our core partners uh, put an alarm on our phones at 10.02 a.m. every single day. I don't do it on Sunday. I don't want my alarm to go off in church and embarrass myself. But every other day at 10.02 a.m. I have an alarm go off on my phone that reminds me to pray that prayer that Jesus told people to pray. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his field. So my phone at 10.02, I pause and go, Lord, you said that there are not enough people to do the work of reaching the world with this message of hope. So would you send us more people to reach Palm Beach County? Because did you know Palm Beach County is the number one unchurched county in all of America? It's crazy. One out of 11 people go to church um, and are part of a religious community in Palm Beach County. So we're not the most unchurched city, but as a county, man, we need Jesus real bad. And some of you are like, yeah, I know, I drive on the roads here. It's jacked up. We need Jesus real bad. <laughs> but really, we need the hope of the gospel. I mean, the, Palm Beach County is one of the epicenters of the opioid epidemic. It's one of the epicenters of human trafficking in the nation. There are major things going on where we need the light and hope of Jesus in Palm Beach County. Somebody say amen to that and help me preach. My goodness. So this is what we're about. We're trying to send out more people to that. So here are a couple quick things that we're just lifting up at the beginning before we dive into a text. We have a town hall coming up for our church. Not an official town hall, but a church town hall where we have some ideas to scatter some new seed in Palm Beach County. We want to plant some house churches where we think if it's a little bit different, there are people who would never come into a room like this, but they might go to someone's home to have a meal and then to get around a Bible and learn that way. 
So we want to try to talk about some fresh expressions for how to reach people for Jesus. We want to talk about planting a community garden to feed the local poor in our community. And the community garden we're talking about, we're not talking about a little plot of land here or there. We have 10 acres on the north part of our property at the west campus that we have tried to build sports fields on and they are not letting us do that. And so you know what it's zoned for? Agriculture. So if we can't build on it, we'll plant on it and feed the local poor in Jesus' name. Like, we're, we want to have conversations about, we want to have conversations about how to reach the special needs community in Palm Beach County. We're one of the most unreached groups of people who need community and their families need support. We want to have conversations about undergirding all of this with 24-7 prayer because we know that anything you do with God has to be birthed in prayer. Where's my prayer room people at? Say amen to that. Come on. My prayer people over there. Now, we want to talk about all this stuff at this town hall. It's not going to be a time where you just listen to me and Dale talk our faces off. It's going to be a time where we want to hear from you. We're going to break up into smaller groups and have conversations. And we're going to dream together big dreams that maybe we, in our dream, we might get an dream and an idea from God to reach people because we want to scatter some seed. So come check out this town hall. Now, here's the deal. We in this scattering all this seed and trying to do all this stuff to reach people with the hope of the message of Jesus. We have all these new ideas at this town hall, but that doesn't mean that all the other stuff that we have going on in our church, there's some things we're going to stop doing to do new things, but there's all sorts of other stuff that we have going on. This series is going to challenge you, especially those of you who are partners of our church, to live into your partnership vows, to make sure that you're serving and being a part of the mission at our church. So if you're not serving where you can go on this website, communityofhope.church slash serving, you can see all of our serving teams where if you are not yet serving, now if you're somebody here and you got five different hats and five different t-shirts from Community of Hope and you're spread way too thin, not you. It's the person next to you. <laughs> um, if you're not serving on a team yet, we need you to serve. We need more workers to scatter seed and to reach people in the name of Jesus. So make sure you check this out. Come to the town hall. If you're not serving, sign up for a serving team. We need you. Okay? Good? Capiche? Great. Cool. Thanks. No one's with me. Awesome. So moving on. I'm just kidding. I know you're with me. So our passage for today uh, comes from... Uh, comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 3. So go ahead and pull your notes out. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians 3. And so last week we talked about three symbols that were in the passage uh, in the parable of the sower. There was seed, soil, and a sower. Seed, soil, and a sower. But this morning there's three different symbols. I'm going to point them out to you here. It's not going to be on the screen, but you can write it down if you want. We have seed. We have some seeds in this little thing. You can't see it, but there's some very powerful seeds in here. And we have soil. Okay? Seeds, soil, but this week, there's also water. We're going to talk about some of these symbols here in a moment. So we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the church in the city of Corinth. And this is our scripture for this morning. And he says this. Brothers and sisters, I, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. Um, if you don't know anything about 1 Corinthians, it's one whole letter where Paul is putting this church in time out for bad behavior. Um, Dale has told me every pastor needs to pastor at least one church like 1 Corinthians in their lifetime. So 
So uh, a lot of this letter is a correction, but don't worry, I'm not putting anybody in timeout this morning. Verse two, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not, are you not mere human beings? What, after all, is Apollos, and what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed. Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are God's co-workers, and we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. Do you see all this agricultural metaphor stuff coming up again and again and again? Verse 10, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. All right, so the title of this morning's message is, Can You Dig It? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your peace that's here in this room and for your presence. Jesus, son of the living God, my friend, you are the most peaceful person I know and you are the most joyful person I know and the most incredibly loving person I know. I thank you that you're here. Would you speak this morning and say what you want to say through your word and through me, your imperfect vessel? Lord, thank you for your love, that you love us as imperfect people, and that you're the friend of sinners. Oh, I'm so grateful for that. Come, Lord Jesus. That's in your name we pray, and all God's people said, amen. Amen. So here's a few just basic observations from the passage that we just read, okay? First off, Paul started this church. Um, even when you start churches, this agricultural metaphor that Jesus started has been carrying it across all the way through the 2,000 years of Christian tradition. So it said that Paul planted this church. See the metaphor there? So Paul planted the church. He started it in the city of Corinth, but he didn't stay there. He left and went to go start and plant other churches. There's another leader in the early church in the first century, a great man named Apollos. He wasn't one of the 12 disciples of Jesus, but he's a very powerful preacher of the message of the gospel of Jesus. Again, first century, early Christianity. Um, Apollos was a great, great man. Now, here's the deal. This church had become sick, and they become petty, and they become bickering. Did you know that sometimes when church people aren't healthy, they bicker? And uh, they're fighting with each other. And so Paul is calling out that immaturity. Church is not meant to be that way. Somebody say amen. Church is not meant to be a place where people come and bicker and complain and gossip. That's why people leave churches. Because when churches do that, they're sick. Their souls are sick. And so Paul is calling this out. And he's challenging this in them. And they're like, oh, well, I like Paul better. Well, I like Apollos better. And Paul's like, you guys are being idiots. This is about Jesus. It's not about me or about Apollos. We're nobody. We're humans like you. Stop it. And then he goes on to teach some really important principles, continuing on this agricultural metaphor 
that Jesus has talked about for how God does his work in the world and how God calls each of us to be a part of reaching the world and reaching people with the hope of Jesus Christ. And so here's some few things I observed. One of the first things I noticed from the passage, I want you to write this down, is that uh, everybody, God has a custom-designed role for you and for everybody. God has a custom-designed role for you and for everybody. So check this out. It's in verses 5 and 6 for our passage. It'll be on the screen. It's on your notes. Let's look at this again. Paul writes, what after all is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task. If you're taking notes, underline that word assigned. Understand to each his task. Only writing his here because he's talking about two males. It could be his or her task. Verse six, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. Wow, but God has been making it grow. When I read this this week, it it was actually deeply encouraging for me personally. Um, I am, uh, let's see here, I'm going into my sixth year at Community of Hope this fall, and it's been a wonderful time here. Like, I love, love Community of Hope. Um, when, uh, so our church is 22 years old. It's going on its 23rd year. And when I was in seminary, which is kind of like pastor school, it was 2014. I knew I was coming back to Florida. I knew I was coming to be a part of a church. I didn't know where. As some of my leaders in our tradition could have just called me and said, you're going to here or this church or this church. I didn't know where I was going. And so I was in class, I think it was a Tuesday afternoon. I got a phone call from a 561 number. I'm like, 561? See, I'm a Tampa Bay boy. Where's any Tampa people in here? No. Okay, I'm all alone and we stink. Go Bucks. Okay, right over here. And so I'm like, 561, where is that? And I was in Kentucky at the time, like 561. So I got a voicemail from a guy named Dale Locke and from a church named Community of Hope. And so when the next day I called Dale back and I picked the phone, hi, uh, is this Dale? Hi, is this Trevor? Yeah, great, great, well, wonderful. Listen, uh, the Bishop of Florida has given me your phone number. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. And I'll never forget what Pastor Dale said to me on the phone, ever, ever, ever. This is how the conversation went. It wasn't, tell me about yourself. It wasn't anything like that. This is how it goes. If you know Dale, you will be 0% surprised by this. All right, well, so here's the deal, young man. You will not get another phone call like this. Oh. I did not get a phone call like this when I was in seminary. There were no opportunities like this, and there will be no other opportunities like the one I'm about to tell you about. Who does this guy think he is? Okay, and then he goes on to tell me I'm the pastor of a church that I started in my living room with my wife and my two daughters. In the past three years, our church has tripled in size and we are growing rapidly. And if we feel good about this, if you feel good and I feel good, you're coming to work for me. Wow, so I'm on the phone with him. He's like, and so here's the deal. This is Wednesday. Here's the deal. In one hour, my assistant is gonna call you and she's gonna book tickets for you, your wife and your child. You're gonna fly here Friday and you're gonna spend the whole weekend with us. (laughs) I got off the phone. Leo, we're going to Florida this weekend. (laughs) And so I left that phone call with two impressions. I'm like, this guy is just completely full of hot air 
or he's telling the God's honest truth about this church that something special is happening. And you know, I came to discover my very first time to Royal Palm Beach and to Wellington and to West Palm Beach and to Loxahatchee. You know, I discovered he was telling the truth and that God is doing something special here at this church. Now, the thing that's interesting about my role here is I'm the second pastor ever at Community of Hope. Dale had to tell people to not freak out because another pastor was coming. They're like, wait, because another pastor's coming? Are you leaving? He's like, no, there's just another one. How many of you remember that? If you were at the West Campus here, several hands. Remember how Dale had to tell everybody to just chill out? Because they were not used to this because Dale planted the church with a seed in his own living room. Now, as me as the new guy coming in, I wasn't there for when he planted it, when he and Beth and the girls and eight people. I wasn't there when they launched at Loxahatchee Groves Elementary School. I wasn't there when they were in Royal Palm Beach High School Auditorium for 14 years setting up and tearing down. I wasn't there for any of that. And for oftentimes, I've looked at myself and go, man, uh, I wasn't there for the real beginning days. I'm not as important. My role here isn't as important. And then I'm looking at this passage here. And Paul starts talking about there's one guy who planted it. And then there's another guy who came along with a watering can. And both are needed to grow it and to grow the church. See what I mean? And God was like encouraging me and he was like, Trevor, just because your job in this endeavor of my kingdom and the special thing I'm doing in Palm Beach County, just because your job wasn't to plant a seed doesn't mean your job of watering the church and nourishing the church and serving the church is less important just because your role looks different than somebody else. You have a custom-designed role and assignment that I need you to fulfill And it was like this encouraging thing where I took this monkey off my back. I'm like, you know what? It's okay that my role is different than somebody else's because I'm doing what God assigned me to do. And here's what I'm here to tell you. God doesn't just have custom-designed roles for pastors. God is a custom-designed role for everybody to serve the mission and to scatter seed in Palm Beach County for the church. And God is just a custom-designed role for you, where he's giving you gifts, he's giving you passions, he's giving you abilities, he's giving you know-how. As soon as we start talking about this garden where we want to grow crops to feed the poor, do you know how many people came out from the woodwork going, I started coming to this church a month ago, and I'm passionate about farming. I didn't know why I was here. Now I know. Because God has a custom-designed role for you. One of my favorite people, Community of Hope, is the director of facilities on one of our campuses named Danny. Now, we have an incredible one here named Curtis. Who knows Curtis? Isn't he the man? Curtis is the man. Love Curtis. So we love... I know! It's so great! And so Danny is the director of facilities at our West Campus. And Danny is this old soul. And he, I told him, like, man, I just really appreciate all you do. And he looks at me. It says, Trevor, I'm preaching the gospel by doing what I'm doing. I tell all my guys, when you're setting up tables and putting out chairs, you're not setting up tables and putting out chairs. You're setting up a table where somebody's going to put the Bible on and get around community and their lives are going to change. And we're setting the stage for it to happen for them. Isn't that an awesome way to see what he does? Isn't that incredible? 
And it's true for every single one of you. If you have stepped into a role and if you are serving, if you haven't yet, please do because God has a role just for you. And it's okay that it looks different. It doesn't have to look like somebody else and somebody else doesn't have to look like you. God loves variety and it takes all of us to scatter the seed and to reach people in Palm Beach County. God is looking at you. It's almost like he's the heavenly version of Uncle Sam. He's saying, I need you. And whether you've discovered it or not yet, he's put things in you that only you can do to join the mission. Oh, I hope you do. If you don't know what those are yet, please take our partnership class. We help you discover what those are in that class. Step in. And one of the greatest joys of my life is doing what God has assigned me to do. And you know what I'm in my role doing, what I'm supposed to do just uniquely for me? You know what it feels like? It feels like I was made for this. That's for each and every single one of us if you're in your role. God has designed a custom design role just for you in this endeavor. Now, here's another thing I noticed from the passage. I know he's got a custom design role, but really, God ultimately is the one who makes things grow. I mean, this is just one of my favorite parts of this passage. He's ultimately the one who makes things grow. In verse 7, it says this, neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. Wow. Um, do you know what the tallest tree in the world is? Does anybody know? Shout it out if you know what type of tree is the tallest tree in the world. Sequoia. So close. A sequoia tree. In fact, one of our families uh, in our church, they primarily go to our West Campus. They're the Burton family. Here's a picture of them. They went on a family vacation this year. Get this, an eight-week-long road trip. They saved up eight weeks of vacation to go on a road trip to where they went to 11 national parks. Isn't that awesome? And this is in Sequoia National Park. So it's Josh and Brenda and their four kids. They're an awesome family. They're good friends of me and my wife, Leah. And so here's a picture of them by a sequoia tree. And here's just a picture, their picture of a sequoia tree. Magnificent, isn't it? These trees can grow to over 300 feet tall. Some of these trees are over 3,000 years old. It's incredible. Largest trees in the world. Do you know what a sequoia tree grows out of? Well, duh, seed. I'm glad you're paying attention. (laughs) It's one of the smallest seeds in the world. In fact, I have a whole bunch of sequoia seeds right here. Here's what they look like. They come out of a pine cone. Smaller than pieces of granola. Apple seeds are bigger than sequoia seeds. I had a little pile of them here, and the wind blew and literally blew like a bunch of them out before service. So I scattered seed this morning. I'm very, very, very spiritual. I mean, but these are small, small seeds. And people can grow sequoia trees on their plots and in their neighborhoods if you're living in the right region with the right soil and the right environment. You can grow the largest tree in the world on your property if you live in the right place in the world. Now, if you tell somebody, grow a sequoia tree, they're like, I can't do that. 
Do you see how huge that tree is? Do you see how daunting that is? People hollow out the middle of these things and drive through them in national parks. I can't grow one of those. And the thing is, yeah, you can. Can you plant a seed? Well, you can plant a seed, can't you? Can you water a seed? Yeah. Because our job isn't to make it grow. Our job is to plant the seed. Jesus taught this in Mark 4. Go and put this up, guys. Mark 4. Jesus said, what is, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up. The seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As, the, as soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. What Jesus is talking about here is this man just did his job of scattering the seed, but God is the one who makes crops grow. And what do you know? This is how God grows people. This is how God grows churches. This is how God saves cities. This is how God redeems countries. This is how God brings awakening uh, to entire regions. And this is what God's going to do in Palm Beach County. If we could just plant some seed and scatter some seed, because what do you know? This is a supernatural endeavor where God has invited us to partner with him. If we could do our small part of getting the word out there, of reach, of going where the people are to let them know of the hope of Jesus, of helping the poor and the disenfranchised and the marginalized, if we do the work of God's kingdom, what do you know? God takes a small thing like a sequoia seed and does something so huge we never even in our wildest dreams dreamt it would become the size it has. Because God ultimately is the one who makes things grow if we do our job and just scatter some seed. I want to be part of something supernatural that's beyond our doing, but I got to partner in it. I want to be part of a church like that. Here's the last thing I noticed. There's a presumption that's baked into the passage. Will you guys show verse eight? Can you show that, James, first? It says here, the one who plants, the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. If you're taking notes or circling, underline, circle those words. Rewarded according to their own labor. Labor. See, here's the assumption that's baked into this passage. is God's the one who's designed a custom role for everybody. And God's the one who's ultimately going to pour out the power of the Holy Spirit to make something grow, to change a life, to change a community, to bring a, a total transformation to a region. God's the one who's going to make it grow. But God can't grow what has not been sown. Let me say that again. God can't grow what has not been sown. So notice this here. I think there's going to come a day where we're each going to have to give an account of how I've done. We're each going to give an account for how we've done. 
It's like when you say yes to becoming a follower of Jesus, you not only say yes for the transformation and the healing and the forgiveness and the resurrection power that works in your life, you sign up for the mission to do that for the whole rest of the world. And it's like God on the day you sign up to follow Jesus, he hands you a sack full of seeds and a can full of water to go sow seed and scatter seed and water it everywhere you go. And there's gonna come a day when we all meet our maker and we appear before him and by grace through faith in the name of Jesus where our sins won't be counted against us and we're gonna be in eternal life but then he's gonna ask a question after that and says, what did you do with the seed that I gave you? And I definitely had the sense while I was praying through this passage for me this week that if I were to meet my maker today, which in Jesus' name, I hope not, but if I were to make, meet my maker today, I would be nervous because I still have seed I haven't sown yet. There are some neighbors who I know I need to invite to church who I haven't yet. There are some people whose lives I need to invest in that I'm just waiting on. God's waiting on me. And I just haven't yet. I don't want to appear before God with seed left in my bag and water still in my can that was meant for a human heart and human life that I just never got around to. And one day God's going to hold me accountable for that. Now on one hand, this is a warning for us that we will each be rewarded according to our work or not. We should heed the warning. But there's also incentive. See, notice the words of the Apostle Paul. Please put up verse eight again, guys. And they will each be not punished according to their lack of labor, but rewarded. And so my heart to share with you this morning is that there will come a day when you will see Jesus face to face and he's gonna have a string of rewards for you for every single seed you sowed. I wanna sow and scatter as much seed as I can if there's a reward waiting for my labor. There's great reward. And I want to, at the end of my life, when I'm meeting Jesus, and in heaven he's wearing a Florida State jersey. (laughs) In all seriousness, I want to meet him face to face. I want him to say to me the words he said in Matthew 25. Well done good and faithful servant. You were trustworthy with little. Now you've been entrusted with much. Come and enjoy your reward. You want to scatter some seed? I do. Let's get at it, church. Amen? Amen. Would you, if you're able, would you please stand for a closing moment of prayer? And so, um, here's what we're going to do. Uh, Normally, we just have a moment of reflection and of prayer, and I might lead you in a brief prayer moment, and then we're going to dismiss. When we're done, there's a prayer room in the back for anybody who needs prayer about anything. If you need physical healing for anything, go get prayer. If you have any struggle going on in life, if you need provision for something, if you just need to talk to somebody, when we're done, go to that room back there, and you can talk and pray with somebody, okay? Okay. So here's what we're going to do first. I invite you to just bow your heads. 
and in God's presence with Jesus who's here with us right now, why don't you ask him in the silence of your hearts, how is he calling you to scatter some seed? For some of you, it's to serve in a way that you haven't been serving, to give in a way you haven't been giving. Tells you if you're gonna face this pop in your head of people you need to invite and to befriend and to have conversations with. God, how do you want me to scatter? And so, Lord, here's my prayer. I want to pray a blessing over my brothers and sisters this morning. Would you bless them and all the seed that you've put in their hearts to go spread out into the world? Would you bless the work of their hands? Would you bless their relationships and every conversation that they have that will be seasoned with Christ? In every relationship that they have, would people be drawn to see the light of Christ coming out of them, that they would be drawn to you in them? Lord, bless them to scatter seed in their families, in their neighborhoods, amongst their friends and their co-workers, everywhere they go, let people be drawn to them. Lord, in their serving, would you bless them and anoint them for whatever role that you've designed them to be in. Help them to find it if they haven't found it yet. Help them to discover it if they haven't discovered it yet. And where they are serving, would you bless it and cause every sequoia seed to become a giant kingdom tree that would reach thousands in the name of Jesus. And Lord, through our efforts, through our hands, and through our hearts, and through our lips, would you pour out the Holy Spirit that as we scatter seed all over Palm Beach County, that you would interest disinterested people in your son And together, we would all grow into fully devoted followers of him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and all God's people said, amen. 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 Let's give it up for the Lord. Go in God's peace. Go scatter. We'll see you next weekend.